nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread America. Your host, the one and only, it is me, Don Q. Here we go. All right, guys, a couple things real quick before we get into the business. It's going to be a quick show for you. Sugar and water because uh, it's Sunday. There's football on. No, I don't really care about that. But uh, the wife will be home from work here before too long, and <clears throat> I want to get the show in. So, yeah, today is Sunday, uh, September 24, 2023. All right, let's hit the business end of things. Okay, guys, it's uh, we're at the, we're at the uh, final stretch of the D-Tom store, guys. I know I harp on it, and I know times are tough, and I know things are tough, and I get it. <clears throat> I am not a millionaire, a billionaire, a hundredaire, a thousandaire. I'm a $10 heir. And um, I want to keep the, um, the store going for, for a month, for another month, till the end of um, October. I put a couple of new things on there. I also have free shipping. And I also have a 10% off code. So go to the store. Look at the stuff. I, I just put a hoodie up there. I'm going to do another hoodie when I get done recording. I'm going to put a couple more shirts up there. I'm going to do a couple more things to entice you guys. Promo code DTOM gets you 10% off plus free shipping. You know, and I know this. Now, I've told you this. I bought it. I bought a T-shirt. I bought a T-shirt and I bought some stickers. Guys, I'm telling you right now, the quality of this stuff is good. The T-shirts are good. They're Gildian brand T-shirts. They don't shrink when you wash them. I've worn my shirt a handful of times. I've washed it once. No, I've washed it a handful of times. And it doesn't shrink. It doesn't get all funkadelic and stretching the the uh, the D-Tom logo on the front of the shirt doesn't fade or doesn't run in the wash so it, it i'm not just saying that to get you to go buy shirts i'm saying that to get you to go buy shirts right wait i said the okay 
I'm trying to entice you to un- to understand if you're going to spend twenty dollars, twenty or so dollars on a shirt, that it's not going to be a piece of shit. And it's going to fuck up in the wash. Okay, I'm being honest with you. It's a good shirt. I've I've like I said, I've worn it numerous times. I've washed it. I think three or four times. I've worn it. So the the label is still there. It's not peeling off. It, it's not a bad shirt. And I'm not just saying that because I want you to go buy a shirt. As far as the other things, the shorts and the barware, I, I I don't know. I haven't bought that stuff yet. And I say yet mainly because. <laughs> I'm going to go in there and buy <laughs> all this stuff up before, or not all. It's not like there's limited quantity. You you make it. It's made to order. Okay? So it takes a little bit longer for you to get it. Granted. But it's made to order. I don't have a warehouse full of this stuff waiting for you guys to buy it up. I don't have product one on hand other than what I've bought myself. Um, so... I don't know the quality of the barware and stuff like that, so I can't attest to that. All I can attest to is the stickers and the t-shirt, because that's all I've bought in so far. But if those are a test to anything else that they have, it's going to be good, okay? Uh, like I said, I'm doing a couple of hoodies. I just put one up just now. I'm going to do one after I get done recording. I'm going to do another shirt, and uh, I just want to entice you guys to... To buy, and I'm not doing this to make a profit. I'm not doing this so I can quit my job. I'm not doing the store so I can, you know, quit doing what I do for a living and do this. It, trust me, there's not that much money in running one of these stores. The point of doing that is to help relieve the the cost of doing the show. Okay, times are tough for me just as much as they are for you, you guys, also. Okay. And I know I've said for the two and a half years that I've been doing this show that it really doesn't cost that much. And it really doesn't. I run the website. It's 20 bucks to put the show out. It's another 20 bucks to, you know, it's not like it's hundreds of dollars every month to do this. It's really not. I mean, I think at all in all, it's 50 bucks, maybe 60. And then with the store, the store is really (laughs) the biggest cost. It's 30 bucks a month, 29 bucks a month to run the store. So I really am looking to profit, quote unquote profit, you know, maybe a hundred dollars a month. And that's just to pay for the store, pay for the show, get some product out there for you guys. And like I said, if you follow us on social media, you can follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. If you're uh, also on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me personally, it's PCGC underscore 1775. Um, and if you're not, that's fine. You can go to our website. It's DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From any of those situations, any of them, you can message me. You can email me. You can do whatever you need to do to get in touch with me. If you have a t-shirt idea, send me the logo send me what you have i will make a shirt i swear to god i will and then i will reap the rewards of your idea now if the shirt sells and starts making money we can talk on the backside privately about cutting you in on some of it but when i tell you there's not a lot of profits to be made from these things i'm, I'm not telling you a story i think the profits on these shirts with the discounts and everything that i put it try to keep the cost as low as possible it's like a five or six dollar profit per shirt so you're not talking i'm selling a shirt for 20 something dollars and making 
you know, $19. It doesn't work like that. I've tried to limit it as much as I possibly could that they would allow me to limit. Because the idea is not for me to make money and quit my job and live on a t-shirt kingdom. I don't care about that. The, the point of the t-shirt and the stickers and these things is for you guys to buy them, wear them. You're out and about. You're strolling the streets in your neighborhood, in your town, in your city, in your country. People see that and say, wow, what is that? On the back, it's got the website. You're like, oh, shit, they got a website. Let me check this shit out. And all of a sudden, they get to hear the sultry sounds of the PCGC, right? So, anyway, help a brother out, guys. Another month. It's getting into the Christmas season. Maybe you get women, if you're listening to this and your husband likes the show, you know, maybe buy him a D-Tom sweatshirt, you know, wherever you live that you might need a sweatshirt. Um, I don't, we don't really need them a whole lot in Florida, but I'm going to buy one because why not? Anyway, so on with the show. Okay, and this is going to be a relatively short show. And it's just things that have been on my mind. Now, I did the show on Thursday. I was on vacation last week. We were out and about. I, oddly enough, put an app on my phone because uh, I uh, thought I was going to be able to record a show uh, while I was at the hotel because I get up early because, you know, it's what I do. And I was like, oh, I could get up and record a show. I, but <clears throat> I get kind of loud. And I, don't, I don't know if you know this or not. If you're new here, you'll find out. But I get kind of loud when I do the show, and I get a little animated, and you guys probably hear me clapping and banging and knocking, and because uh, I, I I am sincere about the things I talk about. I'm not just on here reading a script like some of these other jokers are, and I'm sincere. I'm a real person. I'm a real, uh, you know, to quote the <laughs> immortal Hulk Hogan, brother, I'm a real American, right? I just I'm just a regular fucking dude like the rest of you guys that listen to this. No matter what country are you in, I'm just one of you. I'm just a regular guy. I work a job. I'm doing this as a hobby. You know, if it turns into something more, then great. I'm not even going to lie to you. Would that be great? Yes, it would be great. But in the real world of Don, I can sit in here and tell you, I don't know that I'm that good. I think I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, I've heard from other podcasters I do pretty good. Charlie Robinson says it sounds great. I do a good job. And we're slowly but surely building an audience. And that's fine. But um, when I tell you I'm just a regular guy, I'm just a regular guy. Okay? So I get animated. This stuff really means something to me. Okay? And um, <clears throat> and that brought me to today. Okay? So I don't know if you guys have heard much about Russell Brand and what's going on with him. Okay? Now, I'm not the tremendously huge fan of Russell Brand's comedy. Russell Brand of 10, 15 years ago. I, th I saw a movie. I think, didn't he redo the, the movie Arthur, which was kind of funny. But, you know, and I think what I didn't like about him 15 years ago was evidently come to, you know, as time has passed, you find out these things. But he was obviously, he fit the role of Arthur very well. He was an alcoholic in real life. An alcoholic, he was on drugs, I think he was on heroin, on different things. And he and he had a very crazy life, personal life. Which in tail led him to crazy other things. And we're going to get into those other things right now. And um, 
I the the most I know about Russell Brand. I don't follow him on Twitter. I don't follow him on TikTok. I don't watch his show. And I'm not. This isn't going to be a Russell Brand bass session. Okay. I do listen to clips of Russell Brand. I see uh, stuff on Twitter. I see stuff on on TikTok or whatever. Just you know, clips of oh, he was on uh, Rogan's show or he was on Bill Maher's show. And I got some of that stuff here that I'm gonna play in a little bit. <sighs> And it's like, it's interesting. And then you see him on, you don't see him on mainstream media, but you see mainstream media talking about him. And depending on what his, what he's talking about is what, if CNN's on there talking shit about Russell Brand, it's because he's talking shit about them and vice versa, right? So as of lately, you've seen a couple, a handful of these. I, I don't know that Russell Brand had a side. I don't know that he has a side. But I think, and he's a British citizen as far as I know. I don't believe he's an American citizen. But a lot of what he talks about has to do with stuff in America. It has stuff, you know, to do in England. But like I've said this before, and we have an audience all around the world, the things I talk about is, I know the show's called Don't Tread on America, but the things I talk about isn't necessarily just about us here. A lot of everything I'm talking, especially the last couple of, you know, last year or so, has to do with all of us, no matter what country you live in. Whether it's from the COVID situation, from the WEF, from the BRICS nations, from that's not an American thing. That's going to affect all of us. And I think he's in that same pocket where the things he talks about isn't about England or isn't about America. It's about people, what's right and what's wrong. And lately, I say lately, last couple of years, he's really been outspoken about certain situations, right? And he's really gained a following. I think on YouTube, he's got six, almost seven million subscribers right now. A uh, crap ton of people follow him on Twitter, you know, and he, he's got an audience. He has a voice. He might not be doing as many movies or stand-up specials as he used to do because of his stance on certain situations but he's got a voice and it's loud and then this comes out this past week so russell brand uh was accused or is being accused of rape sexual abuse of four women comedian denies serious criminal allegations now this is from fox news so Let's read it. Actor and comedian Russell Brand has been accused of rape and sexual assault of four women. Um, <clears throat> like I said, you've probably heard this story. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. It's not, it's not like it's something that's spanning the globe. This article was written on the 16th, which was what, Monday? Tuesday? Sunday? Hell, I don't know. This is what happens when you go on vacation. You lose track of days, right? Was last Saturday. <laughs> so it was, it's about a week old. But things have developed. That's why I'm going to read this article of him being accused of rape. And then we're going to go into, did he, didn't he? Am I on his side? Am I not? Is it, is it, a, is it a woman movement? I, I, I'm not going to play the stuff that Megyn Kelly said because I'll tell you why in a second. Let me read this. So Brian 48 denied the allegations in a video shared on a social media platform on Friday as he insisted his relationships have been consensual, the actor said he received several messages from major media companies 
claiming he was involved in very serious criminal allegations, which he described as a litany of extreme, uh, extremely egregious and aggressive attacks on X. The four women have claimed Brand sexually assaulted him between the years of 06 and 13. Uh, the allegations come after a joint investigation has been made public by the Sunday Times, the Times and Channel 4 dispatches. He added that his time during a career he was working in mainstream, as I as I have written about, I'm, let me read this guy. He added this was a time during his career when he was working in, quote-unquote, in mainstream, as I have written about extensively in my books. I was very, very promiscuous at the time. Now, during that time of prom, promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read it because I'm going to play that. After Brand addressed the rape allegations, celebrities, including Elon Musk, react to his video. Of course, they don't like the competition, Russ, uh, Musk wrote. Uh, Fox Digital reached out to a representative of Brand to seek clarification, and his ex did not immediately receive response at the time of this publication. Okay, so you have four women come out. This was between 06 and 2013. Okay, so why, why... Is this playing when I don't want it to play? Riddle me this. Pause. Rewind. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if this... I think this has... Let me play this. This is his... Uh... Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. You now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack, and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff, like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question is there another agenda at play? Particularly when we've seen coordinated media attacks before, like with Joe Rogan, when he dared to take a medicine that the mainstream media didn't approve of, and we saw a spate of headlines from media outlets across the world using the same language. I'm aware that you guys have been saying in the comments for a while, watch out, Russell, they're coming for you, you're getting too close to the truth, Russell Brand did not kill himself. I know that a year ago there was a spate of articles, Russell Brand's a conspiracy theorist, Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of news media making phone calls, sending letters to people I know, for ages and ages. It's been clear to me, or at least it feels to me, like there's a serious and concerted agenda to control these kind of spaces and these kind of voices. So, now, what he's talking about is they're going after his YouTube channel. He just started a new Rumble channel. If you want to follow him, go ahead, knock yourself out. I don't care. Um, and, and I'm going to play a couple of clips of things that he has said recently about different situations. 
And then we're going to get into these rape allegations. So this was, he was talking about uh, Bill Gates in this particular video here. Bill Gates epitomizes this trend. I've got no particular thing against Bill Gates, but he does represent a certain mentality. I'll do what I want to do. You do what I want you to do. That's the Bill Gates way. And today we're going to work out who's contributing more to climate change, you or Bill Gates. Let's see. Bill Gates has shrugged off allegations that he's a hypocrite for climate campaigning while traveling by private jet. In an interview with BBC's Amal Rajan, Gates addressed the accusation by saying he offset his family's carbon footprint and contributes to solutions. Oh, I didn't realise that. Let's ask cool. Let's have a look. What do you say to the charge that if you are a climate change campaigner, but you also travel around the world on a private jet, you're a hypocrite? Well, I, I by the gold standard of funding Climeworks to do direct air capture that far exceeds my family's carbon footprint. So, you know, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria? Yeah. You know how you're just making up a reason for why you should be able to do what you want to do? Everyone feels like that. We all feel like we should be able to do what we want to do and that we make mistakes and we're not perfect, so we try our best to make it up how we can. And guess what? That's what you do as well. So, in a way, you should stop telling us what to do, shouldn't you? Anyway, I mean, I'm uncomfortable. Comfortable with that? I bet you are. 30,000 feet reclining on a beige lazy boy. With the idea that not only am I not part of the problem by paying for the offsets, but I also through the billions that my Breakthrough Energy Group is spending, that I'm part of the solution. You are part of the solution. He's definitely not part of the problem. He isn't part of the problem when he's making massive donations to the media for favourable reporting. He's not part of the problem when he's funding vaccine organisations then getting out just before stock prices drop. He's not part of the problem when he's giving billions to the WHO. He's not part of the problem when the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is accruing more money than they spend making a not-for-profit organisation, well, you could say profitable. I'm sure Bill Gates has got some explanation Maybe he's offsetting that profit in some way by helping us in ways that we're too stupid to understand. But on the surface, it looks like Bill Gates does what he wants, then justifies it afterwards. But I must be too stupid to understand what's really going on. So <clears throat> that was one. I'm going to play these three. Kind of, we'll just go back to back here. This was on Bill Maher. I have respect for you and your show. <laughs> I've brought some facts. <laughs> Would you... <laughs> If you like, oh, they're oh, actually... You just, you just get the fuck no, out of here. This is not the place. No, you like facts. No, no, no I, we do. No, we like they, facts. I love facts. I wouldn't have mentioned it. I'm English, and you know that politeness is our fundamental religion. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but they do pertain to this issue, so may I say something? Please, please, if they please inconvenience you, I I, I'll stop saying them. The pandemic created at least 40 new far big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made $1,000 of profit every second from the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. More than well. two-thirds of Congress received campaign funding from pharmaceutical companies in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, not for money. And of course, Pfizer made $100 billion okay. in profit right. in 2022. Right. And may I just mention, finally, and these are, this is also a fact, that you, the American public, funded the development of that. The German fund, public funded the BioNTech vaccine. When it came to the profits, they took the profits. When it came to the funding you paid for the funding very interesting that's something we talked about here 
where we in this country at least paid uh, like I, I we I didn't pay it's like I said oh how much do I owe you for the funding but our tax dollars that's what he means by that went towards the development of these vaccines but Pfizer J&J Moderna these places made record profits now if you are one of the people that did get the vaccine. You can sit there and say, well, Don, I didn't have to pay anything for the vaccine, so I don't even know what you're talking about. You're fucking crazy. You're, you're a, a dog-faced pony soldier, or whatever it is that fuckface says. Do you honestly think that the people that did go get vaccines that went to their local drugstores or their, C, you know, their CVS's, Walgreens, their grocery stores, Walmarts, uh, you know, 7-Eleven, <laughs> wherever else that were giving out these shots, do you think they were free? Yeah, you may not have paid for them, but the government paid for them. So our tax dollars went towards the development of these vaccines. Then our tax dollars went to paying for the vaccines after they, they were developed. Then our tax dollars went to the pharmacies, the grocery stores, the Walmarts, and I'm saying that, I'm saying those places that had pharmacies in them. Our tax dollars went to those places to put shots out. So the more shots that these places gave, the more money they made. I've told you the story here before. There is a mom and pop pharmacy that we go to by the house. Okay. The guy there, uh, you know, uh, Middle, Middle Eastern guy, I think he's probably from India or whatever, whatever. His, he made so much money though over that course of time giving the shots out because it didn't cost him anything. It didn't cost him a penny other than his time to give the shot. He didn't have to pay for the needles. He didn't have to pay for the alcohol. He didn't have to pay for the swabs. He didn't have to pay for the Band-Aids. He didn't have to pay for shit. Everything was sent to him by the drug companies, by the government. Then he was paid X amount of dollars Per shot. He gave two fucks if he sold one prescription out of that pharmacy during the course of COVID. Why? Because he was making money off of me and you. Even though you didn't pay a penny to get the shot. If you got the shot, you didn't pay for it. We still paid for it. Now, this is him. I believe this is when he was on Rogan here. Energy companies that profit when there's an energy crisis, military-industrial complex that profits when it's a war, pharmaceutical companies that profit when there's a pandemic. You're creating the necessity for ongoing crisis. Yes. If the elites in the society benefit from situations that are detrimental to everybody else, that's what reality's going to become. That's what exactly. reality has become. That's such an important point because that's almost undeniable. And, and, and to say that they wouldn't do that because they value human life and morals and ethics over profit, that's never been exhibited. That's not true. So, and that's, I mean, you have a person here who has 7 million followers that see him. I don't know how often his show comes out. I don't know if it's once a week or every other day. I, I don't know. Not that you're going to see it on YouTube, by the way. If, if you want to watch him, if you do follow him, if you still watch him and you go to YouTube, don't. Go to Rumble and watch him because he's not going to make a penny off of YouTube. It's already been decided. When you have a person that doesn't... It's not like he's just going after one 
entity. He's not just going after Bill Gates. He's not just going after pharmaceuticals. And like he said right there, if you have energy companies causing a crisis that benefits them, the the uh, military-industrial complex causing a crisis benefits them, pharmacies, so on and so forth. <laughs> you know, it's stuff that we've been talking about. Granted, I know I'm not Russell Brand, and I get it, whatever, whatever. But it's just like cancer. For example, you guys know, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, if you're new here, hello. I have cancer. I've told this. I don't care. I've told it a million times. I've been dealing with it for 15 plus years. Actually, so I was, he was 12. I'm 50. So what's that? 18 years, right? And uh, on different medicines, medicine here, medicine there, surgery, surgery, surgery. Just had another surgery a couple weeks ago. You know, blah, blah, blah. Stop taking all my medicine. Stop ta- I stopped taking all of my pharmaceutical medicine. I've gone natural. I've gone natural. And I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing because it's not, it's not for me to tell you that you need to stop if, you're on, if, you're, if you have cancer and you're on certain drugs. It's not for me to sit here and tell you what to do and not to do. I, what I did is I stopped taking my pharmacy stuff because it was making me sick. Okay? I started taking uh, natural remedies. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about that. You do your own research. And I've had two scans since then, and I'm clear. The only spot I had was what was still on my shoulder, which was the, the start of everything. It started in my shoulder. And that one little spot, just it wouldn't grow, it wasn't shrinking, it was just there. And they wanted to take it out, so that's what they did. So I have scans at the end of, of uh, October, so we'll see what happens. But I feel better. Right? And if, if I end up dying because I stopped taking my medicine, then, oops, my bad. But I will say this about that. When you've been dealing with something for 18 years, you kind of get sick of <laughs> of the bullshit. So, nonetheless. Anyway. There's no money. Why, why haven't they found a cure for cancer? Because there's no money in it. How long have people been dealing with cancer? Hundreds, you know, I don't, I don't know, 100, 200 years, right? Since they've identified what cancer is, 100, 200 years, right? I'm guessing, I, I don't know. I would, I would assume at least 200 years, probably 1800s, give or take. And those cancers change from this to that. And, you know, so it, as time went on, they f- did chemo and they did this and they did that and they did radiation and, da, 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 and they found ways to to hold it at bay but most everybody that gets cancer dies from it okay so that's why you you know a lot of people when they are told to have cancer it's like oh, i don't have a seat you know blah 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 i'm like whatever um and they ain't got me yet they ain't get me now right <laughs> but uh there's no if, if someone came out with this pill, take uh, five of these and your cancer will be cured. Right? Well, what's the point? There's The reason there's not going to be a cure for cancer, there will never be a cure for cancer, as long as pharmaceutical companies have anything to say about it. Because there's no money when the customers don't return. If you run a business, if you run a restaurant, let's just say you run a restaurant, 
and you just own a mom and pop you know restaurant you got four waitresses and a cook dishwasher you and mom flipping burgers doing whatever right if you today have a full house you sold out you sold all your hamburger patties you, you didn't even have enough food to feed everybody you sold out and then tomorrow the same thing and then the next day and the next day but then after like a week people stop showing up even though you've made record money this week but the following week people are like i don't really feel burgerish and they stop coming how long before you have to close up shop right you get the idea here so <laughs> there's no money for them to cure it even though they could charge you a million dollars for that cure that's all fine and dandy that million dollars only gonna go so far once those people have to stop coming okay so it's just like the water power car <laughs> you know we've i've talked about it on here different situations where people have created water power engines why don't we have those well, gee, because there's no, if, if you can have a car that runs off of water, well, where in the fuck is the profit for the energy companies? I don't want to say oil companies, but energy companies, because, well, you you got an electronic car. Well, that's still whatever, energy. Water, I could, you know, go to a lake <laughs> and pump, you know, pump some water in my gas tank, my water tank, whatever. There's no money in it. And that's. The whole point, you have this guy who's got a big voice now. He's, you know, a couple years ago, everyone knew who Russell Brand was, but he wasn't getting the, the message out there. But as more and more and more people started following him, his voice got bigger. Not that he wasn't saying anything different, just more people heard it. And that's the beauty of doing these podcasts and video podcasts and stuff like that. And that's why every podcast you listen to, like I'm, I know for a fact you guys listen to other podcasts, and that's fine, cool, I do too. And I can attest that every single podcast I listen to tells you to what? Share this episode, <laughs> right? Why? Well, because the more people that hear the message, the more people hear the message. It's not necessarily about you hearing it from me, it's about the message, because... <sighs> Not every podcast is the same. I try to stay away from stuff that other people talk about. Now, mind you, other people may have talked about Russell Brand this week. I couldn't tell you because I didn't listen to one podcast this whole week. <laughs> so I don't know. This is all news to me. I was out of town. So I stumbled upon this on Twitter, uh, X, whatever. So if you guys follow Viva Fry, I don't know if you do, if you don't, whatever. He, he writes some great stuff. Now, I don't want to... I'm going to give him credit for what I'm about to read because I don't want to sit there and make it sound like this is me. Because then, if God forbid, down the road I get big and Viva Fry is like, what the fuck? That's bullshit. You stole my shit. Anyway, Viva Fry wrote this. This is off of Twitter uh, so, sometime. Let me see if it's got a date here. This was, uh, well, this was uh, the 16th. So the day that all this stuff came out. So he writes. As, I sure, as I'm sure many of you have now seen, they have come for Russell Brand. Rather serious allegations of rape and other impro uh, uh, improprieties. <laughs> I can't talk today. They actually started gunning for him a while ago. And the more popular he got, the harder they came after him. There was a March piece detailing of how he fell out of favor with the left. It's pretty telling. Once you go after their sacred cows, Hillary Clinton, no pun intended... Fauci, the jab, big farm, big military, they send in 
proverbial assassins. If they can't assassinate you literally, like JFK, they will do it through uh, lawfare, through hit pieces, character assassinations. The gist of accusations against Russell are four women who came forward, uh, but only after journalists approached them to do so and alleged everything from psychological abuse to literal rape dating back to 06. One of the accusers in particular alleged she was raped, went to a hospital, got a rape kit. Uh, Medical records allegedly confirmed that, and then sought therapy. Also allegedly confirmed by medical records. If uh, they were playing devil's advocate, were merely thinking critically and assessing the situation objectively, the women who claim rape confirmed that they had consensual sex in the past, sex in the past, but that Russell was pursuing, um, pursuing her to you. Oh, I'm sorry, pressuring her. I'm, I think I'm hearing something, so I'm like reading and listening at the same time. <laughs> Not to use a condom. The intent that she claimed she was raped was sex, uh, allegedly non-consensual, but also without a condom. One can easily imagine Russell's defense. It was consensual like the prior occasions, but consensually without a condom, a decision. The woman clearly regretted evidence in the text message in Russell's known sex history. Stealthing or engaging in consensual sex, but not consensually without removing the condom is a crime in some jurisdictions, including England. From what I understand, <clears throat> so the allegation is serious, and given Russell's admitted sex addiction, the allegations are not unbelievable on their face. Was the uh, sex totally consensual and the story totally uh, revisionist fabrication at the request pressure of journalists and media? Was the sex consensual but condom removal absent of the condom non-consensual? Was it rape, pure and simple? Again, from what I understand, there is no statute of limitations of rape in England. So, a serious legal issue for Russell. The problem is that we will likely never know and we won't make a difference because once the accusations are made, as the metaphor goes, the feathers are torn for the pillow, released, there's no putting them back in. The other problem is that we are not dealing with Brett Kavanaugh type either. Russell is not a judge or otherwise unblemished past. He is an admitted and purposed, purportedly recovered drug addict. Addict, <laughs> addict, and sex addict. He has been very open about his struggles for sobriety and fighting addiction, and now his honesty will be the sharpest tool in his arsenal to be used against him by those intent on taking him down. Truth be damned, when the accusations of conspiracy theory peddling uh, did nothing, the Matrix Rivers go is its go-to allegations of sexual misconduct. Are the allegations against Russell Brand true? No one will ever know except Brand and his accusers. And even then, I'm not so certain. The broader picture here is the obvious. If false, it's a dirty smear campaign. It will probably work given Russell's past, though he has a massive surge of followers in both Twitter and YouTube since the story broke. Whether that's because no one believes the media or because people want to witness a car wreck and we won't be sure. Um, but if true, the quote-unquote left and the quote-unquote uniparty and the fake news, the entire entertainment industry, whatever you want to call it, had to have known about it all along and kept the secret dirt, the dirty secret to themselves. <clears throat> and, and that's what I'm going to get into. So I'm not going to keep reading this because I, I kind of see where he's going with his, with his thoughts here. 
here's the thing. Okay, so if these alleged rapes took place between 06 and 13, you're talking 10 plus years ago, right? In the meantime, at the time when this happened, this would have been... See, how do I want to paint this picture? Not see, not make it sound like I'm pro-rape. But, you know, if she says no, that really means yes. No, I'm joking. If during this time you had other um, celebrities doing these same things, okay? And it wasn't until recently, until the last, what, five years or so, where the Me Too movement and all that stuff started to take place. And the truth, or the alleged truth, I should say, doesn't come out until they can use it against you. So it's like, okay, if these four women were truly raped, okay, then why didn't... It's not like Russell Brand just became famous. I mean, I would I would think, and I don't know this, it's hard to find these these things out for sure, but I would think he was probably making more money 10 years ago than he is now. He's not making movies. He's not doing stand-up specials. He's doing a YouTube show. Now, I'm not scoffing at him. He's surely making more money than me doing that, and good for him. I'm not, nothing wrong with that. My point is, is he was worth a lot more money 10 years ago than he is now. So, if you're some random chick that he supposedly raped, why wouldn't you go after him then when you could probably have gotten some money out of it? Why wait till now? And then they talk about the four rapes, but they only key in on the one quote-unquote 16-year-old girl. And it's like, oh my God, this guy, 16 years old, that's sick. Okay, he's 47, whatever. Uh, that was 10 years ago, so he's in his 30s. I, and I say 10 years ago. 10 years ago was 13, so it might have been 06. I don't know when he was with the, the 16-year-old. But, um, so let's assume, let's say that was in 06. So that was, what, 17 years ago. So, you know, he would have been 30. I'm not saying that's cool. Not cool for a 30-year-old and a 16-year-old. But is it illegal in England for that to happen? I know, and I'll tell you here in a minute. So, this came out today. So, this is today's Sunday, the 24th. This came out in the Sunday Times today. Okay? And it, the title of the article says, My mom couldn't stop me dating Russell Brand, but the law should. So, the accuser, 16, says, I felt the weight of responsibility, a panic that he could be doing these things to someone else. So it says, when I agreed to talk to the Sunday Times about my relationship with Russell Brand, I thought my story might take a back seat to allegations made by the other women. I couldn't have imagined waking up to see 16-year-old schoolgirls splashed across the front pages in the top lines of news broadcast. Why was this detailed so salient among the other equi uh, equally, or possibly more? Horrendous accusations that were published, there seems... To be a consensus that while it is legal for a man in his 30s to have a relationship with a 16-year-old, it is not morally right. And we can agree with that. We can agree that a 30-year-old man does not need to be with a 16-year-old girl or a 30-year-old woman, 16-year-old boy. 
I can morally, I get it, right? But it's not illegal, and that's key here. When Russell and I began texting, he asked me to send some photos of myself in the bath. It was 06, and my Motorola Razor phone had only been, had ever been used to take pixelated photos of my classmate. I didn't oblige. When I told him my age before our first date, he asked me never to send him any nude photographs. That would have been a crime. At that age, I wasn't legally allowed to watch pornography for two more years. I couldn't vote, I couldn't drink, but I was free to date a man in his in his 70s if I wanted. There is nothing my parents could do to stop my uh, the relationship with Russell. No legal recourse. My mother tried everything, grounding me, taking away my phone, and even going to see Russell to remind him that I had parents who loved me. But like many 16-year-olds, I was headstrong and thought I was so mature. He told me I was grown up, and I believed it. My mom couldn't go to the police much as she wanted to because what would she have said? My daughter is 16 but in a relationship with an adult man that it wasn't illegal. So, I ask again, was it rape or was it something that happened 17 years ago? Now, this girl is 37 years old. He's 47, 48, whatever. I'm sorry, 37. Uh, she's uh, 17. She's 33. I'm sorry. Math math isn't great on Sundays. But nonetheless, if you saw a 47, 48-year-old man and a 33-year-old woman, you wouldn't think twice about that. Right? Wouldn't even, wouldn't even bat an eye. You would think it's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm not trying to make an excuse saying a 30-year-old man and a 60... I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is that in that country, it wasn't illegal. So where's the rape all of a sudden? It was consensual. He said it was consensual. We are automatically to believe, and you had Megan Kelly come out and say, she took a rape tick, and she did this, and she did that. Cool. You can have... you. <laughs> hey, guys, listen. You can have sex with any woman and be consensual. You could be... You could meet a girl on one of these uh, websites, Right? Meet random chick A on, I don't even know the websites, whatever whatever websites are out there that you meet these people on. So you meet, you know, uh, Susie on random dating website. You say, hey, Susie, you want to go out to dinner? We'll meet at, you know, wherever. And then one thing leads to another. You have sex with Susie. Susie then, in this day and age, can go to the hospital, have a rape kit, Say, you know, Bob Johnson, we, we, you know, we went out to dinner and one thing led to another and he raped me. Meantime, Bob Johnson's like, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. It was consensual. So, and that could be today. That could be literally, you could do that today. You could have sex with a random chick. She goes get a rape kit. She goes to the police, blah, blah, blah. That could happen today. One day, boom, you're in trouble. This was 17 years ago. So, did he rape her? I don't know. Just because she went and got a rape kit gun done doesn't mean anything. Then you talk about the condom situation. So, if all the times before they had sex, he used a condom, but then this time he didn't, was it by her suggestion? Was it by his suggestion? Was it by her suggestion so she could try and catch him in the sun? You know, we don't know all the stories. 
But we do know that this happened 17 years ago. Not yesterday, not last week, not last month. 17 years ago. Why are we talking about it now? Why weren't we talking about it 17 years ago? 10 years ago. 5 years ago. Because Russell Brand wasn't pushing poking the bear like he was like he's been the last 3 or 4 years. And I think initially you could say, "Well, why didn't it come out 3 years ago?" Okay. I think initially it didn't come out because they didn't think he'd keep poking the bear. He keeps poking him. I'll give Russell Brand credit. Unlike Joe Rogan, when Joe Rogan was, I took, you know, ivermectin and I took this and I took that and da, da, da. When they said, you shuddy, he shuddied. Talking to a friend today, he listens to to Joe Rogan. Like I said, I'm nothing against Joe Rogan. I just don't listen to it because he's, I, just, he's just not my type of podcast. And I'm not saying he sucks. He's the worst one ever. You need to listen to me. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that. You should listen to me now. Um, he's just not my type of podcast. So, to each his own. But, when all that stuff happened, when he got COVID and whatever, I was kind of like, oh, cool, look, and he's speaking out. But as soon as his sponsors, as soon as the people told him to shut the fuck up, he shut up. Russell Brand, for what I know about him and what I've heard, doesn't seem to shut up. And that's what they don't like. If they can't control you, they don't like that. I mean, in all honesty, there's going to come a point in time with all podcasts, especially these types of podcasts, where I'm just some schmuck who's got, you know, who gets maybe 3,000 <laughs> downloads a month. You know, I do roughly, assuming I stay consistent, I do what, 12? I do 10 to 12 or 10 to 15 shows a month if I stay consistent. And I'm getting two to 3,000 downloads a month. Okay. Obviously, I'm not doing any kind of major numbers like these other jokers are. Cool. But these types of podcasts is where you hear the real shit. But these types of podcasts are the ones that will go away because who's going to miss me? Right? And I'm not saying they're going to kill me. I'm not saying anything like that. But all of a sudden, my stuff doesn't get posted. I think I'm already shadow banned as bad as it is because of the logo. But nonetheless, you you have to, I guess, keep on keeping on. I guess, I guess it's easy for me to say because I don't do this for a living. It's easy for me to say, well... Uh, I don't know why these guys just don't stick to their guns. I don't know why Joe Rogan bowed down when they started talking about COVID. And I don't know why this and I don't know why that. I don't make any money doing this. So it's easy for me to say. I don't have sponsors saying we're going to drop you if you don't shut the fuck up about whatever you're talking about. You know. So I kind of get it. But I also am against that, that thought process that if you podcaster A... B, C, D, whether you're the biggest of the big or you're just some schmuck like me. If you are going to get on this microphone and you're going to put out a show once, two, three, five, however many times a week and sit there and say that you're for the people, you're for the little guy, you're for this, you're against pharmacies, you're against the the the, the 
deep state, you're against this, and you're if you're going to be that, if you're going to be like me and say the things that I say, then sponsor whoever comes and says you need to shuddy, and then you shuddy, I ain't got time for you. So I guess ultimately what's going to happen here, as far as Russell Brand's concerned, because like I said, I've never really listened to his show or anything, so I can't speak on how great he is and how he's going to change, but I'd be curious to see what happens. Maybe I'll start, maybe I'll follow him on Twitter and see where it goes. But um, I guess it gets to a point where you just don't know who to trust and the words that they're saying, if you can trust those words, because we've seen, I mean, even Alex Jones bow down once the shit hit the fan. You know, and he's been right about a lot of things. I mean, he's not instantly right, but in the long stretch, he's been right. He's been more right than wrong. But I don't know. I guess even though I don't do this for a living, I guess there could come a time where if someone found out where I worked, if, you know, they started putting pressure on the workplace to fire me because I'm saying too many of the wrong things, I guess that could possibly happen. But, you know, whatever. In the meantime, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this show because I'm almost hitting an hour. And I said it was going to be a short one. But, you know, it's what I do. Anyway, <laughs> guys, make sure to follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And don't forget we're on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check me out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From any of those situations, like I said, if you want to message me, if you have anything to say, if you want to tell me I suck, if I'm the greatest thing ever, please knock yourself out. If you have any ideas for t-shirts, some logo ideas, whatever, you can send them my way. Like I said, if I throw them on a shirt and we start making money on that shirt, I'm going to hook you up. We'll talk about that K5 on the backside just between me and you. But uh, anyway, don't forget to check out the store, DTOM store. The link is at the bottom of the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. Check it out. Look at the stuff that's on there. Use promo code DTOM in the promo code box there. Plus, it's free shipping. That's a, that, I can't do anything else for you. That's as that's good as I can get. Okay? So go check out the store. Look at the stuff. Like I said, I'm going to sit here after I'm done recording. I'm going to put up a couple more things. And then I encourage you to please go buy something. Christmas is right around the corner. This is good shit. It's American made. Check it out. And uh, make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you're following the show. And then you share the show. All right? You got it? You got your instructions now, right? Cool. D-Tom store, follow and share. Right. Okay. All right, guys. With that being said, today is Sunday, September 24th, 2023. I'm your host, Don Q. I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. See you then.